Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy. I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very Thank you. much. Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host, and I'm Tenant Mike, and I'm raring to get this podcast going. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling light on my feet, and I've got some fun ideas. What does that uh, mean, light on your feet? You're just hopping around? Hopping like a bunny. Uh, no, it just means I'm feeling good, I'm feeling energized, and I have a very clear head today. I'm very focused. That's interesting. Now, I'm worried, because usually when you're focused, that might mean you have some disturbed idea in your brain that you're hell-bent on completing, but is... No, I take no. It you're just in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood for once, uh, and let's just be thankful for that, because I, I often have, have, uh, I've had some pretty bad weeks recently. You have a, had a pretty bad life recently. And... I suppose that's fair. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a very fun, fun one, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, we have It's it's a themed episode. It's our episode where we are answering your questions, listeners. That is fun. And we've been getting a lot of requests for this. People want our takes on things. So this is, this is pretty exciting. Well, before we get to that, I'll just catch uh, you up on my, on my week. Um, big news this week. Okay. I'm moving out. I'm moving out, baby. That that was wonderful. I loved how you sang the, that uh, Billy Joel song. That's right. I um, people know I um have been crashing with Mike for a bit. Um, almost three months here. Oh, whatever. There's no point in keeping track of the exact time, but. Yeah. I've been crashing here. I've been sleeping in his bed. I've been eating his food. I've been, uh, I've been uh, slumming it. No offense, um, because I had to uh, Airbnb out my beautiful house to pay back some loans I incurred from mm-hmm. a disastrous pop single I put out with my Russian girlfriend. I'm on a break with. I can. May I just say also, there's nothing to feel ashamed about just because you had, um, f- uh, you know, financial difficulties. It wasn't financial difficulties. I just need a bit. Of, I needed a bit of liquid cash. All right. Immediately. And lo and behold, I have found a solution to that problem. If you listened last week, you know um, I've started a company with Dennis Rodman called PeckerCoin. And you might have remembered, um, you know, about a year ago, Dennis Rodman appeared on CNN with a PotCoin 
t-shirt, and that was a uh, cyber currency designed to become the currency you use when you buy pot online. Dennis and I got together, we started talking, and we came up with this concept of PeckerCoin. Now, this is a cryptocurrency that we're hoping can be used to be the currency you use to buy erectile dysfunction medication online, PeckerCoin. We've started the company. Investments are flowing in. I'm talking flowing. Dennis is using his contacts. I have so much investment money, so much startup money. I'm loaded, baby. So I'm moving back into my place. Bye-bye, shithole, where I've been staying the last three months. Well, I'm doing great. I'm so happy. Pecker coin, baby. This is where it's at. So I'm of two minds about this. I'm happy that your new business venture is taking off, although I'm, I think you're making a mistake by pairing up with a, a loony character like Dennis Rodman. Oh my goodness, the guy's a loose cannon. He has more sense in his pinky finger than you do in your entire brain. Well, I doubt that very much. Uh, a man with sense wouldn't be good friends with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. And I hope you don't get into any financial agreements with North Korea. I think that's the wrong way to go with your new uh, erectile dysfunction cryptocurrency business. Said like someone who doesn't know an opportunity if it bit him in the ass. Because Dennis has con- Dennis has more contacts in North Korea than, you know, the Pope knows... Uh, hat stores. You know what I'm talking what? about? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to say Dennis, or Rodman has a lot the, of contacts in North Korea. Well, are you... Those people in North Korea, they're starving, most of them. You think they're going to spend whatever little money they have to buy Viagra? Well, the Imagine ones- if you had a family of seven, there everyone is, uh, you know, malnourished, and you're working in the field all day. Are you going to spend your little wages to buy Viagra? Mike. Or are you going to use it to buy food for your family? Just think about that. You don't understand how the marketplace works, okay? Dennis has contacts in North Korea with money, okay? Okay. And those people have made a major investment in Peckercoin. A major investment, okay? I have so much startup money, I don't even know what to do with it right now. Okay, you've already mentioned that. So, you know, you go ahead and, oh, I don't like Kim Jong-un, blah, 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 whatever. Go ahead and enjoy being poor, all right? Because I'm over here riding the Peckercoin train. And I'm loving it. Well, at least I'm not taking money from a man who, uh, who's basically a murderer. But anyway, as I was saying, I'm of two minds. I'm happy your business is taking off. But I do admit that I am a little bit sad. And I, this took me by surprise. I have been pretty... Living with you has been nice in many respects. But it's also been very frustrating. Often I have to wait hours to use my own bathroom. Um, ba- which makes bathing and using the toilet a difficult situation. You're a s- slob in the kitchen. Um, you never cook. You never clean the dishes. You leave garbage everywhere. You sleep in my bed, and you don't really take care it's of the sheets. Being or- a host, dude. Right. I mean, I'll, I I accept that. I I like to serve you as my as my guest and my landlord. What I'm saying is, even though I find living with you frustrating. I, I am a little bit sad that you're going to be moving out because I feel like you've become more than just a friend and a landlord. You've become like a a brother to me, and I'm really going to miss having you around here. Um, the place just won't be the same, I guess is what I'm saying. And I I didn't think I would feel this way, but I, I just want to let you know I, I love you, and I've loved living with you, and I... 
Um, anytime you want to sleep in my bed, you're welcome to come back. Do you, do you like, do I need to leave? Are you freaking what? kidding me? What How did you say? Well, I, that, I was surprised by feeling emotional because you're leaving because we're usually at each other's, other's throats, but I do. Mike. Uh, I, um, love, I love you. <laughs> and you're not just a landlord or a friend. You're a brother to me. And I, I hope you know that because I love you. Logging on to Travelocity.ca, can I get a flight to Chile or South Africa or Australia in the next five seconds? What the hell are you talking about, man? I knew you would react this way friends, if I got emotional. Friends, like, friends, podcast partners, don't say that to each other. I don't care if they've been doing it for 20 years. Whoa, you think that... You're warped, man. You're you're telling me that Mark Maron and I his producer aren't they don't tell each other they love each other all the time or Joe yes, Rogan? They and his... don't. Joe Rogan never says to his producer Jamie that he loves him. Well, do you ever? Do you think Howard Stern tells Robin he loves no. her? No, no, my. I think he loves get her. Get your get your like emotions in check. Good God, man! They are in check. It's just healthy. They're not to... in check. You don't. God damn it, I dude. I knew you'd God, get angry if I told you I loved you. I, I knew it. Stop I, saying that. I shouldn't have told you I loved you, but it's too oh, late. Dear. The genie's out of the bottle. God in heaven. Put it back I love in. you. I love you. I love you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, there's going to be a James-sized hole in the apartment once you leave. I'm going to miss your smell. I should try and bottle your smell while you're still here so I can They should bottle your brain and study and, it and see what the hell um, is wrong with it. Anyway, I'm, I'm starting to take applications for another roommate because I'm still a little bit short of, on cash right now. So if anyone would like to take over my bedroom, uh, I won't be leaving the couch anytime soon, it seems. so. Good God, Mike. Anyway. Like... I feel like I have to come in here with a hazmat suit, and I wish there was just some sort of tube I could because get of in right love? now. No! Because it's filthy, some... you mean? Yes. Oh, it's... Okay. And you, you. Like, I wish there was a tube I can jump in right now that would just fling me to the other side of the world. You want to be flung somewhere in a tube? That's very strange. <sighs> anyway. Like, people listening, do you get this? Like, do you see how insane this is? I think it's it's nice. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, that is... We don't have to I'm talk about it anymore. Up, I'm chalking this up to you being just mental, and maybe you're still sad that Ruth died in that VR, VR skydiving don't have to accident. bring up my dead ex every I, I five minutes. Maybe you're drunk. I anyway, I'm not drunk. Anyway, we've got that out of the way, and I can see it's making you uncomfortable, so we won't talk about it anymore. Why don't we move on to our segment? All right. Um, the segment we're doing this week is an old favorite for listeners of the podcast, and that is Brain Farts. So um, we have two, uh, two theme songs to Brain Farts. We couldn't agree on We do, and that just one. goes to show how we're always at loggerheads. Yes. Um, so here's my theme song, which I think is superior. Brain, brain farts. farts. And here's my Brain Farts theme song. <laughs> Which is obviously better. Still makes me feel like throwing up. So the premise of this segment is, um, we all have brain farts every now and then. We all do. Uh, That feeling of when you walk into a room with a sense of purpose, and then when you get there, you ask yourself, what was I doing? uh, What did I want to find in here? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
So is that a good explanation of yeah a brain I mean, fart? People know what brain farts are. You don't have to, you know. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Mike? Yes, I do. Here's my so my first brain fart is uh, something that happened to me this week. It was on Tuesday. I was walking down College Street, which is one of my favorite streets in Toronto, and I was reading a book. Right. So immediately, you know, I'm not being very safety conscious here. Shouldn't have done it. And uh, I wasn't looking where I was going. And wouldn't you know it, uh, brain fart, I fell into an open manhole <laughs> right there on College oh, Street. that's crazy. Brain, total classic brain fart. Yeah, right? that is a classic brain and fart. And I fell on a worker man who was do- tinkering away at something in the sewer there and um, fell right on him on his head. That's nuts. And uh, he unfortunately passed away. So it's a bit of a darker brain fart to begin. I regret using this one as my first brain fart because it does involve a man uh, dying on the job. My God. So Did it the, happen right away? Or? No, it took 48 hours, and then the family had to gather, and they decided to uh, pull the plug on the worker man. Wow. I'm guessing you're not super popular in that household. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Okay. Anyway, wow. long uh, the moral of the story, don't. Read while you're walking. Yeah. Good lord, man. All right. Um, here's my first brain fart. Um, with this newfound uh, wealth that I have, I decided it would be fun to buy a Porsche. Um, so I actually went to the uh, the Porsche dealership here in Toronto, and while I was there, I forgot my Visa card. Brain fart. Oh, yep. God. I was at the Porsche dealership, and this lovely woman showed me all the cars, and she took me around, and we chatted and chatted and chatted. When it came time to buy the 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 car, I forgot my Visa card, but um, it was fine. I just Brain went fart. back to my place and got my wallet and came back, and, and I did buy the car, and also ended up going on a few dates with the woman, who was a very, very nice woman, very elegant, wonderful woman, and uh, oh. yeah. so I do have a Porsche now, and just had this wild wild connection with this uh, very very attractive woman so really brain fart well i guess that's a a nice thing if you met a new a new lady mm. oh yeah in yeah, your she's, life she's great have you when uh how many dates have you had with her um it's hard to quickly quantify as dates because they've kind of the days have kind of bled into each other uh, oh but, uh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah wow mm-hmm. serious all right uh my second brain fart I'm so absent-minded. Um, I don't know if you knew this, James, but for the past year and a half or so, I've been quietly working away on a uh, autobiography. I've been typing my autobiography. That's sure to fly off the shelves. Well, thank you for the vote of encouragement, James. But I think a lot of people would love to read my life story. And uh, I'm, I only I printed one copy of it. And my computer got screwed up, so I lost the the file on my computer with the you know the Microsoft Word document. So Ooh. I just had this one hard copy printout of my autobiography, okay. four hundred and sixty pages. Had it in my briefcase. I was on the subway. I was distracted by something, and I as I left the subway, the doors closed, and I realized, oh no, my uh, the briefcase with my book is uh, I I'd left it on the subway, and the subway. You know, left the station and I was freaking out on the platform. My goodness, I must have looked like an insane man. Wow. So brain fart. I mean, God, to think you denied future generations a, a, a new catcher in the rye. Well, it was an autobiography. It wasn't right. a novel, but um, it did 
there's a lot of work I put into that. And um, Mike, you did yourself a favor. If anyone finds my autobiography in Toronto, I'm willing to pay good money for that. The only problem is they won't be hearing this because they'll probably still be asleep because that's got to be the boringest goddamn book in the history of the world. What are you going to write about? Well, there's a lot about our... I woke up and sang to myself and then I went to bed at 9 p.m. and I had a tipple of uh, sherry or something. No. There's a lot about our relationship, actually, in the book. Oh, God. I sort of spill the beans and it's it's a bit of a tell-all. And um, anyway, if anyone finds it, I'm willing to pay big bucks. All right. My second brain fart is that I I do appreciate that you've let me crash in your place, Mike. You're and welcome. I wanted to take you to a courtside seats at the Raptors game to thank you. That is so... So very sweet of you. I didn't. I really didn't expect that. Well, it's nice. There's the brain fart coming. Things have been going so great with this woman from the Porsche dealership. Oh, and we have just been like in the bedroom for like a week straight. I thought I was adventurous. She is just. I mean, I'm just blown away. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, like, did you know that you can have nipple orgasms? Because I have had them. You've had a nipple orgasm. Yeah. Anyway, it's just been. She taught me. I didn't know that. Yeah. It so it's possible. just been this wild, wild week with this woman, and I just couldn't, we couldn't be apart from each other, so I ended up taking her to the Raptor game instead. You took her to the Raptors game? Those are my tickets. I did. So I took her to the Raptor game. Brain fart! And actually, <sighs> very funny, we did go viral because we're just so intoxicated with each other that um, we were sitting courtside next to Drake, and you can see there is a vi- viral video of us sort of canoodling right. in the front row there. Using a plate of nachos to hide the fact that we were each, you know, wanking each other off, basically. What? Yep. And we're right next to Drake, and he's looking over going, what the hell's going on over there? And I'm leaning over, and she's leaning over, and we're staring right in each other's eyes, and the Raptors game is going on in front of us. <laughs> Your courtside court seat's right on the, the basketball court during a game with Drake beside you just wanking each other off with nachos hiding it that's disgusting yeah we each were holding a plate of nachos and the other hand was yeah did drake say anything he kind of just looked over and went like man you're nuts my goodness yeah brain fart Uh, well thanks for thinking of me at least for those rappers tickets i thought that counts yeah i guess uh, here's my third and final brain fart oh my goodness maybe i should open the window because there's quite a few brain farts uh Floating around here in this room. Uh, the other day, I was preoccupied walking down the street, and you know those charity canvassers who have oh. their binders and they're like, "Excuse me, vampires," sir? I call them. Right, they're always looking for charity for their whatever cause, which is you know fair, fair no, enough. It's not. And uh, and I I walked by this charity canvasser and I wasn't paying attention and I was just like, uh, I don't know. We were talking. I was preoccupied. I signed the sheet that they had. Next thing I knew, I got an email saying that apparently, brain fart, without thinking of it, I had uh, pledged to donate $400 a month to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Brain fart! Wow, because you don't have a lot of money. I don't have... No, I can't... You're giving $400 a month to that foundation. I can't afford... I will be out on the street if I have to give $400 a month to the Bill and Melinda Damn, Gates Foundation. But you're going to look bad if you cancel. Well, there's that, but also, hidden in the, the small print, you can't go back on your word for 12 oh, months. Shit, man. So that's what? What's 
12 times 400, that's like almost $5,000. Yep. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this next year. Well, that sucks, man. I don't know. That sucks. Brain fart. Also, listeners know I have mentioned before that sometimes to kill time, I make up Bill and Melinda Gates' uh, conspiracy theories and put them on the internet. So yeah. that's a funny tie-in, too. Well, I um, guess it's funny, yeah. Damn, man. That sucks. I'm sorry. But best of luck to you. I'm in real... Tr- like, I'm in real... Um, uh, financial trouble. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry. Um, here's my final brain part. And it has to do with my son, Pavel. Oh, the little fella. The little guy. Yeah. Uh, Pavel got me ho- hold of me on the phone, which is hard to do. Uh, it's tough to get me on the phone. Pavel did. And, um, he had a school play this week. And. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he called me and said, Dad, it's really, really important for you to come to this play. Oh, right. He only has one line. He said, I only have one line, but it's my first time doing it. I'm really proud of myself. And I and I know it sounds crazy, but even though I only have one line, I'm really proud of the way I say it. And I think I think I do a really good job. And it's just a oh. small part. It's not a big deal, but it means a lot to me. And I, I actually think I'm really good at this one line. And oh. it would really mean a lot if you came. It's only one show. I'm tearing up school. hearing this. I, this is <laughs> yeah. so adorable, James. Yeah. He said, Daddy, please come. So I said, of oh, course, dude. Gotta go. Of course. I love plays. I'll come. So this was this week and the night of the play. So how was he? How was well, his performance? There's a, there's a brain fart coming. I think you forget. Oh. The night of the play, I'm all ready. I've dressed up. I've got the Porsche fueled up. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. And just as I'm about, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm putting on my coat. And just as I'm about to walk out the door, the bathroom door opens. Intruder? No. Opposite. The lady I've been seeing from the Porsche dealership is still at my home. And she's just been in the shower. Oh. And she walks out with a towel and wet hair. And she says to me, you busy right now? And I said, well, I'm supposed to do something. And she's like. Shower could use another, a little more, you know. She goes, no, she goes, um, there's a room in the shower for one more, though. And room I, in the and shower I, for one more? Yeah, and I sort of thought to myself, and I was like, screw the freaking play. Ripped off my clothes, went in the shower with her, and and it didn't go to the play, but we <laughs> did make love for, wow, a long time. Brain fart! So you skipped pa- little Pavel's play that meant so much to him just to you know what but let me pump tell you this woman yeah doesn't even have a name apparently this woman well her name is uh is elise she's european elise. oh well one more reason to dislike her what anyway I... so yeah miss pavel's play but whoa what a weekend what a week it's been amazing i've got money again i've got a hot babe i still have nadia we're on a break like we still have each other too so that's great and you know everything's did, good did you talk to pavel since this happened mm, no but he oh, gets james it. he gets it a boy never forgets when his the first time his father misses his school play yes they do we're like what do you want me to be uh, some kind of like a nanny for the kid i'm teaching him a good lesson to just chill out and stuff happens and you roll with it anyway he's gonna grow up to hate you no and he's I, probably gonna grow up I to can't. hate you because he'll take after me 
Do you have another brain fart, or was that it? No, I did my third one. Okay, if you, if well, you I'm, obviously I'm weren't paying I'm attention. Thinking about Elise here. All right, well, let's 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 end the opening because this is long as hell. Well, yeah, it's a little too long. Yeah, and let's take a break and come back with our amazing guest. Fine. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, Canada's number one real estate themed podcast. Well, recorded we right think. Well, we think. We don't know. We think, but hey, but there was a list, aren't we? Like number like eighty in Finland or something? Uh I believe it was. Was it Finland or North? Yeah, Finland. We were like number a uh, hundred and something in the comedy charts on iTunes. That's pretty good. I'm, I've never even been to Finland, so that's that's encouraging. You're listening in Finland. Send us a message. How do you think they say thank you in, in uh, Finnish? Very uh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh. Okay, so shall we uh, bring in our guest here? Because this is a really exciting episode. Uh, people are really going to like this one. Now, I don't know our next guest, but I know you have quite a history with him. That's right. Um, our next guest is someone who means a lot to me. He's been an important figure in my life since I was a little kid. Um, he's someone who, um, you guys may not know this, but I was in the Big Brother program as a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you have these guys who kind of act as a brother figure to you, and this guy was my big brother. That's um, wonderful. Yep. Uh, and his name is uh, Tim Gilbert. Was <laughs> He would do that even when I was a kid. Hi, guys. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for joining us, Tim. It's exciting. I, I'm look. I'm interested to get a little insight into what James was like as a youngster. Oh, was, boy. Was, oh. he, was he as rambunctious and sort of um, punk rock as he is today? Oh, absolutely. Very punk rock little boy. Really, you know, sort of uh, went against the, against the grain, if you will. You yeah, know? right. Uh, you know, ro- I remember you would always roll up the sleeves of your pants when everybody told you not to, but you yeah. loved doing it anyway. So, uh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, a good kid, but obviously, you know, a bit troubled, needed some guidance. So that's where I usually step in right. to uh, try to lend a helping hand. He seems to have, and don't take this the wrong way, but James, you have emotional problems, behavioral problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're a bit of a megalomaniac, and um, so I can see why you would need a mentor to help you. Hmm. So I've just made a ton of money from my own business, Packercoin, mm-hmm. and you think I have behavioral and mental problems. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Well, and I just want to say congratulations so much, James. Honestly, you know, it's incredible for me to get to watch your career and watch you blossom and grow. You know, the fact that you're a landlord now, you've yeah. got this building, you've got this new Porsche, you're involved in cryptocurrency. It's incredible. And I'm, I'm proud of you. And, and yeah. Mike, you know, longtime listener, first time meter oh. over here, but you know, Oh, it's nice. nice to meet you, and uh, I'm really happy for you both. And Tim, I, it's... that means a lot to me, and I wouldn't have Thanks, gotten buddy. anywhere I had without you. It is so important for kids to have a male figure in their life who is good to them and takes care of them and lets them know that they're, you know... They're loved and that they mean something to them. And you were that for me. And I, I don't know where I would be oh, if I didn't have that figure. Uh, in my I, I love, thank you, man. I love you. I'm so happy to hear that. So just, just hearing you say that, James, I can't help but think that maybe uh, you were being a bit of a hypocrite. What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking well, about? Well, because you're going on about how it's important for young men to have positive male role models. And I can't help but thinking, hmm, 
Who did I just hear say uh, that he skipped his son's play oh, debut please, to hump and pump with a Porsche heart. saleswoman? MSNBC stuff over here, Mike. <laughs> this has nothing to do, nothing to do with MSNBC. Yes, it does. It it's... has everything to do with you being a terrible no. father and putting your pecker before your son. <laughs> Listen to me. If you're comparing missing a play with not being there with your son, am I missing something, Tim? Like this? No, I, no, you, you know, I, I don't understand your problem, Michael. Can I ask you a question? I'm sorry if I'm please. You're, the you're the guest. You can say. Do ask you just anything. say every single thing that crawls through your little mind? Like to call him out no. and call him a hypocrite? I've been I've been in your house for one minute. Uh, we're on this thing. We just started. You call him a hypocrite. What That's is, right. What is this? Well, I, dude, I wish can, I knew. Can I ask you a question? Did yeah. you ever go and see James perform in a play or a musical when he was a youngster? Oh, absolutely. James has always been a bit of a performer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I remember going to like a few community theater things that James was in as a kid. It was sure. great. And James, how did it make you feel when you looked out in the in the crowd and saw your big brother out there watching you? What do you think it felt? It was... I'm. Tim is my like guy. Like, of course, I looked yeah. out and it, of so you course, felt good. Of course, of course. Did it feel wonderful? Absolutely. Tim has taught me everything. This guy told me how to like, how to like talk to girls, how to do well in school. Taught me about drugs and drinking. Taught you how to throw a curveball. Oh yeah. Well, Whoop. let's not forget. So you don't see how you're you're not being a hypocrite. I mean, just think about Pavel not having the oh uh, big God. brother or Here father in his go. life. So someone misses a play, and you're equating that with, like, I'm somehow what's wrong with the world? Dude, Let me ask stop you this. reading CNN. Stop watching CBC News. You know what I'm saying? Like, Can I ask you a question? slanted view on things. When Tim, hopefully many years from now, if he passes away, will you be at the funeral and have nice things to say uh, in a speech? Of course he will. Of course he will. So Tell him. Do you think that when you pass away, Pavel will also come to your funeral and have beautiful words for you, his father? Uh, well, a lot of the money I'm spending is going towards money? not dying. Okay. So it's about being in the uploaded your consciousness uploaded to a computer so i'll be watching when my body runs out of steam and All he right. freaking better be there i'll drop it listen i'll drop yeah, it we've okay. got a topic here today right or, or is this a trial <laughs> it feels like it it's I, like a, i feel like i'm oj simpson right me now. too or in battlestar galactica the trial of guys baltar exactly no this isn't the trial of james hartnett this so, is a an episode right. of the pod i'll let it lie and i'm sorry i'm sorry tim as a guest i would hate to put you in an awkward position where you feel like oj simpson that is not what i want any guest to feel like uh, and I do apologize. All right. I accept your apology, and I apologize for being curt with you, and I can't help but revert to my natural instincts of right. protecting this young boy, you know? Okay, like, yeah. we've grown up together. I can see Having your... you lash out at him like some sort of pathetic psycho, I couldn't help but maybe, you know, try to put the kibosh on that. I can see you've got that mama bear instinct to oh, protect, yeah, the, he's mama protect bear. your cub. Yep, he's mama bear. Don't take the porridge. Well, it's an important part of being a big brother is a mama bear style. Wonderful. Yeah, we, I remember we went to the zoo when I was a kid, and mm -hmm. I, I fell into the bear pit. You did. And oh, you, God. You know, Tim jumped right down there, and he... Well, well, do you remember? I jumped right down, but then I made you get out yourself. That's right. So that you would learn the lesson... Anytime you fall into a bear pit in life, yeah, you can't rely. Not, yeah, you can't just rely on the government to bail you out. Or exactly, you got to get out yourself. But you so. came out unscathed. Um, I think the guard at the zoo shot the bear dead. Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah, I did come unscathed. Yeah, yeah. They shot the bear dead right in front of us, which was a bit oh of a god. You know, I remember a few tears being shed about that. Mm. But he, you know, look at him. He turned out great. He's got a Porsche for crying out loud. Well, I've got a Porsche. I've got a company that's probably going to be Fortune five hundred anytime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, things are pretty good. So we're having you on, Tim, this week because, well, James is always going on about how whenever he was uh, facing a problem or in a, a bit of a pickle, he would turn to you for good advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we we got, we've been having our listeners hound us, can you please do an advice episode? We need your advice. Yeah. And I said, look, Mike, if we're doing an advice episode... Tim Gilbert is going to be the guest on that one because there is no one I trust more with advice than this man. Well, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. You know, I I consider myself to be a pillar of the community, somebody that anybody can always come to in their time of need. Uh, I've been a big brother since I was honestly three years old. That's when I got involved with the program. Wow. We're about the same age. Yeah, we're we're actually, you're a bit older than me. Yeah. But, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's rare. It is honestly rare in the community. James is, I think, about a year and a half older than me, maybe. Yeah. But it just so happened to work out that James needed somebody, and I was there. So uh, the rest, as they say, is history. You know what? I like I love it. love that line. Thank the you. rest, as they say, is history. It is a good line. Yeah. And I just, I love the idea that you guys are sort of breaking the mold of how a big brother, big uh, little brother relationship should work. Well, we're both disruptors. Mm -hmm. And we took a look at this whole big brother dynamic and said, no, no, what if we change that? What if we do that in a different way? And we've set the world on fire ever since. I'm a super successful guy, thanks to your tutelage, Mm -hmm. and you're... You know, you're doing it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. And part of the key, I think, is that... It's important, you know, I, I I let, you know, this, forgive me if I'm pulling back the curtain here a bit, Sure. but I've actually never actually done anything with the actual organization, Big Brothers. I've always just sort of done it on like freelance, yeah. you know, if you actually go oh. and you get involved with them, it's a ton of paperwork. You're yeah. going to be doing it forever. Police checks. Oh, yes. And, you know, obviously nothing would come up, but like, it, you know, it, it's always just been better for me and easier for me to just adopt the persona of the big brother instead of sure. actually going through all the steps yeah and as someone who hates red tape me too hates man government interference i appreciate that you didn't go through all that crap you just i mean you started your own company basically there there is yes. something to be said for doing police checks on people who work primarily with uh the young well I'm we'll just, have to agree teachers. to disagree on that one all yeah, right i'm too. saying like do you want you know teachers uh maybe you know the catholic church certainly could do with a bit of vetting uh the monsters they uh they allow to be around the young all the time man mike always has to take like I, yeah, so has there been I, an episode where mike hasn't brought that thing? up is this supposed to be a fun? Yeah, it's nice supposed thing to be a fun is. podcast people listen, listen to. to. It is a Mike fun brings podcast. that topic up mm-hmm. every episode. Well, I'm if you just kidding. think about, it, I don't want to spend too much time dwelling on this, but every country in the world where the Catholic Church operates, there are thousands of children who have been abused by priests who are supposed to be people uh, children can trust and look up to. And that's my only point. I won't keep yeah, harping okay. on this. But they gotta think that. about all the good the Catholic Church has, has done over the years. That's fair. Oh, can we change the topic? Please. Sure. So, advice. We're doing an advice special. We've got all sorts of listener emails and letters and Absolutely. all sorts of wonderful and, things. And and we've been we cuz we've been getting yeah, we exactly we've been getting messages from our listeners. We've got some great questions here. They're in real dire straits these listeners and they've asked us questions. <laughs> 
Sorry to interrupt. Just hearing you say that phrase, Dire Straits, reminded me of the, the band, right, from the 80s, who did like that, I want my MTV, and um, uh, The Walk of Life, remember that? I don't think I've, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of them. Do you see, like, what I have, like... British Mark how, Knopfler, he was the guitar player, and how, how are you supposed to play off this, Tim? I, if you're me, <laughs> if any listeners remember, I, you know, I think the listeners know quite a bit about the Dire Straits. Anyway, I shouldn't have interjected that way. Keep going, James. God, man, <clears throat> they so had a lot of hits. Oh, dude. So we've got some questions here. And the three of us are going to give advice. And these are questions from our listeners. And we're going to give advice. And this is going to be great. Um, do we have a theme song or anything? Not really, huh? Uh, we can have... Sure, we'll play the theme song right now. Add, 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 add advice. 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 Okay, so I have to say something about these advice questions we're going to answer here. Um, I was supposed to tweet out to our wonderful listeners that we needed advice questions, but because of this romantic tryst I've been having with Elise, I was not near a computer this week. What are you saying? I forgot to do that. I did not ask everyone for advice questions. Okay. But don't worry. Because we just went on to Slate.com and picked out a bunch of their advice questions. And we didn't read the answers, so we're just going to read those. So these are just questions that people asked Slate.com for advice on. And we're going to give them answers. All right? Oh, okay. I wish you had... And we'll just pretend pretend these are our, our listener questions. All right. If that's the way it is, just be sure to... When you say you're going to do something, I wish you'd do it. Oh, get is the only thing. All right, so here we are. We've got our letters here. Shall I read the first, the first letter? Please do. You guys ready to give advice? I, I think so. Yeah. I'm a bit nervous, but I'll give it my best shot. All right, here we go. Dear James and Mike, I have been separated from my husband for nine years and have no interest in getting back together with him. Oh. There's a guy who I believe is interested in me. He was married to my first cousin for nearly 40 years, until she passed away a little over a year ago. He's a really nice person, but I'm not sure I should, or even could, date him because he was married to my cousin. Is this okay or not? I could use some advice from Cautious in Windsor. That's a doozy of a predicament. Someone who, do, can they marry someone who was married to their cousin? And they still have an ex-husband in the picture. Mm. Guys, what do you think? Can you marry? <sighs> can you get with someone who is married to your first cousin? Yes, I think it's fine. Go for it, I say. You only live once. Grab the bull by the horns. And cousin is kind of a tenuous. Sure, you can marry your cousin. It's not a big deal. Well, it's her dead cousin's former yeah. husband. They're yeah. not asking about getting with their cousin. They're saying their cousin's husband. No, if but it was that a cousin, fine. like if it was someone saying like I want to, um, have, you know, date and have sex with my cousin. I would say I would say no, but that's not the case here. Well, yeah, I don't even know why you guys are talking about this, Tim. Why do you, yeah you? Think it is that's... weird if someone wanted to 
pursue a relationship with their cousin. I'm just going to throw that out there. Tim, I look to you for advice. It's fine. Honestly, it's not a big deal. Like, the axe is gone. Everybody's right. out of the picture that needs to be. I say go for it. Grab the bull by the horns. And the cousin question, is it okay to date a cousin? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are we, like, um... So a cousin is your... How does this work? Your parent, One of your parents... Siblings, siblings child. children. So basically, as close as you can get to being your own brother or sister. But right. at the same time, not. I mean, we all probably can relate to the experience of being attracted to a cousin or a very <laughs> close family member. Record, record scratch. Yeah. What? I'd like to hear a bit more about this. We Mike. all have, you know, that one cousin that, you know, you're, you've always sort of thought about that way I, am i alone here uh well i have one cousin and i have never thought about him that way so perhaps uh yes maybe you are okay fair mm, enough and same here what the hell man anyway that's not the situation what here. cousin is it it's you don't know her there, there something else we we didn't acknowledge here is that this person is probably quite elderly because um they're talking about a cousin uh, who was with this man for 40 years. Oh, so that means oh. they're at least 60, maybe 70. Oh, well then who cares? Date anyone when you're yeah, that age. Cares? You're lucky anyone's interested. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, is that a thing? I guess when you get to that age, um, you, all those taboos kind of melt away and you'd probably even date like your own sibling at that point. No one cares. What? Would you ever date your own you. sibling? No, I'm just saying that because no one's watching. Probably old people do all sorts of disgusting things sexually. I, am I alone here thinking that? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. I there was an outbreak leave. of um, like STIs uh, a few years ago because old people um, living in seniors' homes, uh, they're just as promiscuous as like uh, college students living in dorms. Is that true? That's yeah. true. I know that to be true. Yes, really? That's true. Yeah. And they have to be taught like safe sex in their you know seventies and eighties. Old people? Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what? It's probably Viagra because you can't tell me before Viagra these eighty-year-old guys were up for it, right? So maybe that's like a weird side effect of it. That's mm. that's like gross. It would be weird to go to your like great grandfather's funeral and everyone's sad because like oh he passed of uh, you know gonorrhea or something. That'd be strange. Like he yeah. worked for forty years at the factory. He raised a f- beautiful family. He was a pillar of the community, and then in his final year, he died of gonorrhea. Man. That'd be sad. But it happens. It happens I've, every day. God, I've never had an STD or anything like that. If- well, you've got to have S first, little buddy. <laughs> Don't worry, I have more than enough of that, Tim. I'm not that little of a little buddy. I have more than enough of that. More than enough. Uh, yeah, have you guys ever had one? Sect? No, an STD. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I once thought I what? did. Oh, yeah. And I went to uh, the men's only clinic here in Toronto because yeah. I had a spot... Uh, it was like black spot on my uh, privates, and I went to the men's only clinic, and then because uh, it was men's only clinic, and I thought it would be like a, a male doctor. Sure. And I went, and then I, my name was called, and instead of a male doctor, it was a very young and attractive uh, female doctor. <laughs> sure. And I got very nervous, and then she called me, in, and I had to pull my pants down, and she had gloves on, and like I had to cl- closely inspect my penis, and was just like, uh, that's an ingrown hair. 
Wow. Wow. And that's a, maybe I'll cut that from the uh No, from the no, leave that in. That's no, good, Mike. I'll probably, we want to know more, bro. That's I'll, a great story. Where on you? The first time I'll I've actually respected it. you in this podcast. Because wow. you're being honest. I love I'm that. happy to be here for this. Well, thanks, Where guys. was the ingrown hair on your penis? On the shaft of the... The arc. shaft? Yes. Like the full-blown shaft? Yes. That's why I was Just nervous. Just a hair coming out of your shaft? Well, it was in- ingrown. And that's right. why I was concerned because it didn't. It, anyway, we're spending too much time talking about my shaft and the ingrown hair, but that is a true story. Hmm. I love it. Don't edit that out. <sighs> we're gonna be checking. All right. Well, that was a good first bit of advice. That was fun. Like. That was great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's good to just get the ball rolling. Here. I can see James why you turned to this guy for advice. Mm-hmm. He is I'm an old my soul. mentor. Yeah. I bow to you, sir, and you are and die to you. my sensei. <clears throat> Mutual respect. Right. Letter number two. Absolutely. Dear Michael and James, I've been married to my husband for five years. We live in the same town as my in-laws, and for the most part, we get along great. Okay. Good. However, my mother-in-law does something that makes us uh, makes me uneasy. Uh-oh. She uses an app to track my husband. She pressured him into installing it right before our wedding and has tracked him ever since. He'll often text or call him, uh, uh, she'll often text or call him to ask why he's going to the store or what he was doing when he was late to work. Once he tried to remove the app, but she quickly noticed and confronted him. I've never seen her so angry. My husband caved and reinstalled it. Am I wrong to be upset about this? Concerned in Rosedale. Wow. So wow. Cole's notes: a woman's dating a man whose mom follows him. Married to a man. Married to a man, and his mom follows him on an app. Tracks him. And he tried Ooh. to fight back, and then she got mad. This she... is like a mama's boy on acid. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong here? No, you're... No. No, it, it does sound like a mama's boy on acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, I can understand certain instances of following someone on an app. Um, You know, uh, if your boyfriend or girlfriend is going out for drinks with her friends or his friends. Right. And you want to watch it all night to make sure they don't go anywhere else. Like no, no funny business. Yeah, like yeah. that makes sense. Or, you know, but I don't know, watching your son. It's weird for that, a mother and son to have that close of a bond. It's almost a problem, right? Yeah, I would say. Tim, what are your thoughts? Have you ever used a tracking app? Uh... Well, I don't have a cell phone, so no, I've never used any sort of app. Or You're one of those like guys. Yeah, I am. Uh, I would, you know, let me just float this out there. What about moving back in with the mother? What if the, you know, you move in, back in with your husband with right. into his mother's house? That way, she wouldn't be able to track him. Or, you know, she could, but she'd always see. Oh, he's at he's at uh, at the house. That's not a bad idea. Right. Moving in with the parents. I mean, I have to be honest. I don't want to live with my son. So well, you've what? certainly made that that clear in the. <laughs> In the way you neglect him. And thank God for people like you, otherwise I'd be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I well, say something? Just re- just thinking about this this predicament, and it is upsetting, but it does make me think this would be a this would have been a wonderful episode idea for Everybody Loves Raymond. You've got the mother, the overbearing mother, trying to track Raymond, and he's like, Ma, leave me alone, stop tracking me. And then the brother is like, Raymond, mom needs to track you. And then... I'm sorry, I'm not very good at oh, the that, impressions. Actually, I like that. Brad Garrett. I can't hey, do it. Right. Ray would Brad be like, Garrett. I just found out my mom's tracking me. And then, yeah, Brad Garrett would have been like, you just found that out? Mom's been tracking us for years. And then the wife would be like, 
Raymond, you gotta uh, stop her. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Were you guys Raymond heads? I got into it in the last season, and it really okay. was wonderful. Tim, big time, big time. But I saw Brad Garrett uh, at a live at a live comedy show once. He oh. was uh, quite the bigot. So uh, you know, oh I, no, yeah, I try not to. Uh, Shit, I didn't yeah. know that. So, oh yeah, what without saying any offensive words, what groups of people did he seem to have a beef with? Well, I can't. I can't say it without <laughs> saying an offensive word. But I, I would if I was from a certain area, I would have been upset. I'll tell you that. Wow. Yep. Was he just on stage or in the crowd? Oh, yeah. He was on, yeah, it, you know. Was I he was being offensive on stage, crowd though? And he was on the stage, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did people laugh, though, because to hear hate spewed with that funny voice of his, it must have been, uh, you know, interesting. People clapped like seals, <laughs> like he was holding a fish carcass. That's how people wow. responded really? to it. So. Mm-hmm. Was this in Toronto? Uh, yeah, Toronto, or maybe, you know, Hamilton, one of those, <laughs> one of the big two. Imagine <laughs> seeing Brad Garrett in Hamilton. I'm just thinking of what a, what a wonderful night that would be. Yeah, that's what we said on our way to the show. Imagine. Can you wow. believe we're actually going to see Brad Garrett in our Hamilton? And then, uh, you know. And he's Damn. spewing hate. Damn. But what are you going to do? Well, wow. folks, if you see Tim Gilbert in person, ask him and get the, the nitty gritty. Find out what a- words Brad Garrett said. Yeah, Damn. I'll terrible. Terrible. Well, so we've solved that one. That's yeah, good. That's solved. That's solved. All right, let's go to the You know next. what I would also say to that one too? Please. What's stopping you from maybe like uh putting your putting your husband's cell phone on a bus or taping it to a bird that you know flies down oh south for the winter? And then when the the mom checks to see where it is, she'll see, oh, it's over it's in the ocean or it's <laughs> That's on the street. That'd what be a about funny this? gag. She'd be like, he drowned at sea. Oh, no. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That put the be. phone with the app in like a cave in the middle of nowhere and then have it booby trapped with like explosives or something so that when the mother is like eventually comes to like, oh, he, he's, he's not responding. I need to go uh, see if he's okay. And she go, gets to the cave and you have like a monitor in the house and you press the button and blow up the cave and then oh, blow her wow. sky high. That yeah. What about this? Okay. Kidnapping the mother, so like drugging her, okay. like you know, like so that she's out. Sewing the phone into her body, like her human body, like sewing it underneath her skin and her back or something, so that she couldn't get yeah. to it. And then anytime she looks to see where it is, she'll always see it's where she is. My God, oh, just an ultimate mind messer. Yeah, that's like a that's David Cronenberg movie on acid. On acid. Good point. Should we read another um, advice letter? Uh, Sure. Sure. Is everyone feeling good? I'm feeling great. I'm drinking a can of Neutral, which is a vodka soda... In a can. Non-sweet. Non-sweet, no sugar. Mm. My body's a temple. So I'm happy and let's... I'm, I'm, I'm sipping a little bit of red wine. Oh, you know, they yeah. call it out east. What are you sipping, Tim? You don't have to you know, reveal this if you don't want to, but you... Oh, I'm also sipping a bit of the same red wine. Different glasses, but the same wine. <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird if it was one glass with two straws. I'm mm-hmm. thinking... Well, in a Catholic 
mass, here we go. everyone drinks from the same cup of wine. And you, you've got to think that... That's not true. You've got to think that it's not uh, very healthy, what with, you know, the, the germs, drinks from the super cup. bugs. Not everybody coming up drinks from the cup. Have you been to well, It depends on the, pa- the parish you're at. Um, no. You go to a Catholic mass, you, everyone gets a little cup, right? And then you drink your little wine out of the little cup. You're not all drinking it out of the same cup. Some churches, though, everyone does drink out of the same cup, and it can't I be healthy. I've so. never I, seen I, some, I've never. everyone drinking wine. And I'm yeah. thinking, like, there was a story this year that there was a man in England who somehow caught, they were calling it in the news, uh, a case of super gonorrhea. It was gonorrhea that was resistant to antibiotics, and they couldn't find a cure for it. So imagine if you're you're going to mass, Catholic mass, and the guy just ahead of you has drank from the glass of wine, and you take it, and you find out he's the guy with super gonorrhea. How Here's would you my, feel? Uh, well, I mean, not good. But I, I thought of a good joke if I was a late night talk show host. Oh, so pretend I said all that stuff you said. Okay. Then I go, and uh, the name of that guy. Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Just the super gonorrhea thing. Yeah. All right. Winning. Remember how how they killed him uh, off at the end of uh, Two and a Half Men? Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. The last episode. Guys, look up on Google the the last scene of Two and a Half Men. It's nuts. Have you seen this, Tim? Well, I think you're you're not what you're saying isn't right. It's not the last scene of Two and a Half Men. It's the last scene of his season on Two and a Half Men. Tim, I'm talking about the last scene ever, like with Ashton Kutcher. Yes, get this. Wow, no, then no. I mean, should we talk about this? I think we should because I I think that the listeners are going to want to hear about this. Last scene ever of Two and a Half Men. It's the first season of Ashton Kutcher, or maybe he did it for a couple seasons. I don't know. Charlie Sheen and the guy who made the show have a big falling out. Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. And so the last scene is they keep intimating that Charlie Sheen is going to come to the house. Like, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. So you got John Cryer. You yeah. got Ashton. Yeah. You got the whatever that weird kid is. <laughs> and then, so they show from behind an actor pretending to be Charlie Sheen, walking up to the house, right? Uh-huh. And then a helicopter in the sky. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke, guys. Google this. Drops a piano on Charlie Sheen, bang, kill, kills him, I guess. Well, you couldn't survive that. I mean, the piano would, would uh, Crush break it. every bone in your body. You'd be dead. So then the camera pans back, and Chuck Lorre is sitting there. The director, this isn't a, this sounds like we're making this up. It's true. And he turns to camera and goes, winning. And that's the end of the show. <sighs> that's so cold. That's cold that's as not, ice. I'm not even kidding. Could you believe that? That's mental. Look it up, guys. Funny stuff, though. It is funny. It, well, I mean, I guess the winning thing is funny. That is funny to say. Winning. Did you guys go to uh, the Charlie Sheen sit-down interview with Russell Peters at oh, Massey Hall? In Toronto I tried. I tried to get tickets. Oh, yeah. Was it Russell Peters doing the interview? Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, did you go? Of course I went. Oh. I was there, yeah. Well, tell us about it. How was oh, that evening? Oh, it was terrific. It was great. You I, know? I love Russell Peters because he... Um, he does the uh, like ethnic comedy. Where he, he has a joke for every ethnic group. Have you seen The Indian Detective? Absolutely. Oh, good. Walk, don't run to watch it again then. Um, yes, it uh, it was great. It was great. They, you know, laughs, fun, 
chatting. What else do you want? He came out in a Leafs jersey. The crowd went wild. Wait, who? Holy Russell moly. or uh, Charlie? Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that's cool. And it's interesting because it's nice to see two men. It is. It's, it's nice to see two men who love to love to have sex, have a nice conversation Wait, together. I don't know that about right? Russell Peters. I'm just I'm projecting. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, no kidding, man. We don't know. You, you, do you want to get sued? No. We don't know this about Russell Peters. I'm assuming he... Okay. He's probably going to listen to this episode, right? So we probably just cut all this stuff out. Yeah. But, t- yeah, what oh. kind of questions did Russell ask to uh, to Charlie? I wish they were... A, I'd love to see them in, like, a buddy movie or something. There's He's a, a good actor, Russell. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen The Indian Detective? We just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. but well, you didn't say if you had seen it yet. I, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I'm going to. Idiot. I swear. I swear to God, What's I'm going to. With you? I, I swear. W- I promise. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a special uh, change to the Oscars this year, and for the first time ever, they allowed an actor from a TV show to be nominated for best uh, actor in a you know for an Oscar mm-hmm. for Indian Detective. They might. I don't know. I, I'm, I've got to check it out. I'm embarrassed that I haven't seen it. Like it's. I know it's best picture, and the winner is. Oh, these things are so hard to open. Indian Detective. Imagine that. And this is not your, uh, the guy that played Dick Tracy oh, moment. Oh, Warren Beatty. Warren moments. Beatty, yeah. Someone told me that that wasn't his fault, that like he just got a weird envelope. Oh, probably Warren Beatty. Who cares what anyone <laughs> says? Warren Beatty was the Charlie Sheen of his day, because he had sex with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, he must have had, in his day, some, like, like STD? STDs, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Well, don't they say that the uh, Carly Simon song "You're So Vain"? Don't they think that's about Warren Beatty? I think so. You How's that one go? You took me. You, well, you <laughs> took your private jet to Nova Scotia to see the total eclipse of the sun. That's actually pretty good. It I mentions Nova Scotia. Yes, the, absolutely, what? Mike. You're, you're thinking of "Come From Away." That's no, what you're, oh that's, Lord, you're, so you're singing "Come From no, Away." No, I wasn't. She mentions Nova Scotia. Imagine this is Barrett's Privateers. No, it's not. <laughs> Imagine if Charlie Sheen got to star in the Broadway production of "Come From Away." Different idea, but the 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 chorus of "Your So Vain" is probably more famous. Where and yeah, and she goes, "You're so vain." There's another you good know? line that uh, I remember. Um, Nadia told me, your sister is a net banning. Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, that's in there too. Yeah. That's in there too. That's why people thought it was about Warren Beatty, because that was an obvious giveaway. Yeah, and she goes, uh, in about 20 years, you're gonna star in the, the motion picture <laughs> remake of the Dick Tracy comic, Dick Tracy comic, you're so vain. Yeah. And then there's another line where she's like, you're gonna make a movie called Bullworth. Everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And then all of her predictions in the song came true, and people were like, it yeah. sounds a lot like. Yeah. And in the movie Bullworth, you're the only politician who raps and tells it like it is. And then she, the final verse, where she's like, you're so vain. Uh, in the 2017 Oscars, you're gonna read the wrong name for Best Picture. Yeah, wrong picture. And so people thought this is probably about yeah, a Warren Beatty. That's, it's a theory yeah. that it's Warren Beatty. But uh, how do we get here, guys? Oh my God! We're I don't talking know. about Russell Peters. We're talking about Charlie Sheen. This has been a roller coaster. 
<clears throat> but I think we're answering the questions uh, the listeners want in a really interesting and helpful way. Absolutely. I think people are going to get a lot out of this. Me too. Me too. Should we do another one? Yeah, we could do one more as long as, uh, yeah, we're good for time. Let's do one more. All right. Here's our next letter uh, from a fan. Uh, Dear landlord and tenant, I love your show. Listen every week with my kids. Um, Here's the letter. My supervisor might be suicidal. My supervisor, Brenda, is friendly with me outside of work, and she's told me that she struggles with depression and that she goes to therapy and takes medication. Recently, she's been going through some things at home and has been bringing up the idea of killing herself more often. She has a dark sense of humor, and our office is pretty laid back, but saying, I'm going to shoot myself in the head several times a week still raises some eyebrows. How do I approach this? She's not great with critique, and I'm afraid I'll damage our relationship. (laughs) Sincerely, Sheila, worried in the six. Yikes. Hmm. Hmm. So give me the Cole's notes of that, Mike. Um, A woman uh, works with a a boss who always makes jokes about killing herself, and she has a history of depression. I mean, this is a serious, um, serious one. Wow. Well, laughter is the best medicine. So I agree. She's joking. That's good. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the the idea of the crying clown. The crying clown. What's that? You need? Oh, you know, the clown goes to the doctor and says, "Doctor, I'm so sad." And the doctor says, "Go see the clown." And the doc and the clown says, <laughs> "But doctor, I am the clown." Oh, whoa. Yeah, I bet. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. How would you react if your doctor told you to go see a clown when you went to the office? Like, I don't think I would take that very well. I would think less of the doctor. I think I would respect him for going his own way. Um, but I would be a little worried, like, if I was like, oh, I need insulin. And he's like, all you need is to see a clown. Um, like, go... Uh, go see uh, like who's touring like um, Mike Ringling? Ward, <laughs> Canadian comedian Mike Ward, or go see like um, Letter oh, Kenny Don- Live. Who Letter Kenny Live? Right, and you'd be like, I would be like, are they paying you to say this? Like you know how some doctors mm. are paid by pharmaceutical All companies right. to push drugs on you. I'd be like, hmm, is this guy working with Letter Kenny or? Uh- yeah, right. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Tim, I don't know. Like, in terms of the woman, I think if she's joking, she's fine. Right. You know, no one who can make a joke is having any problem. Do you think that seeing a stand-up comedian or a comedy act can cure a disease, I guess, is the actual question here. Okay. Okay. Now, that's something we can bite our teeth into. Can comedy cure, um, cure what ails you? Like, uh, say you're diagnosed with like um, the blues, check. Right, it can cure the blues. Comedy can cure the blues. Um, Would seeing like say you're diagnosed with diabetes and you go and then you buy tickets to see like I don't know, Big J Okerson or someone like um, who's another stand-up comedian? Mop and Smoot. Mop and Smoot, Toronto clowns. Do you think that would you leave the show, check your blood, and you're like, oh, diabetes is gone. I think there's a chance. I know I um, fractured my foot uh, in a accident, and I went home that night and I thought, "Shit!" And I flipped on Mike and Molly, and I watched an episode. I laughed my ass off. Woke up the next morning, foot was fine. So, Is that true? Yep. 
So you tell me what's going on there. I have a question for you about your about Mike and Molly. Sure. As a Mike and Molly fan, how do you feel knowing that Mike is incredibly jealous <laughs> in real life of Molly? Is that true? Of yes, very much so. Oh, of, of um Melissa McCarthy. So the actor who played Mike is very jealous of Melissa McCarthy. Extremely. Is that documented or you're yeah, just Yes, so oh, I know. Guess. I babysit I I'm the big brother to their kid, yeah. And oh. Mike Mike isn't Kevin James, that's a different actor. Nope, different guy. No. I'm, totally I'm just asking. Different guy. So what has Mike done since Mike and Molly ended? Exactly. And what has she done? Everything. She's He's, a huge comedy look, star. guys, this isn't news. This is an old story that he is super bitter and jealous about well, it, but she's succeeding. He's lucky he got a job, period. Well, tell him, James. I, I wish right. someone, though, would write um, you know, like a dramatic movie or like, a, I don't know, something for Mike to star in to, to get back out on the scene. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe he could be John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Or something like that. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a Mike and Molly head. I like them both equally, so... You got your tattoo? Absolutely. M&M's. Uh, it says M&M. People go, oh, you love M&M's? And I go, nah, Mike and Molly. Um, so yeah, I'd say that. And as for the person, I don't know. Like, I could see him as a the next... I mean, if Ben Affleck pulls out, I could see next Mike Batman? as the next Batman. Yeah, I could see that. It's not a bad idea. And it'd be a new look for Batman, too. Yeah. A bigger uh, Batman. Well, they've kind of gone from Christian Bale, super ripped dude, to Ben Affleck, you know, not looking quite as good. long alcoholic. Yeah. Sad, drunk. If anything, Mike as Batman yeah. would be more healthy One than Ben next. Affleck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he probably is. And it'd be neat to see, like, imagine, like, the bat signal goes up and we see Mike um, as Bruce Wayne at some sort of, like, swanky dinner or something he's like oh, i gotta go uh, sorry and then we see him jump into the batmobile but he has to sort of like wedge himself in there because he's um he's well his body's so large that'd be funny to see oh or how about Ke- well speaking of kevin james kevin james batman would be good now there is an idea yeah um you know make you laugh for once it's about time batman was so dark like let's have maybe have a bit of fun plus kevin james he's funny is interesting body shape, and he's very devoutly religious. I would love to see him bring all of that to the role of Batman. Is Kevin James Christian? Yes. Wow. Do, what do you little... think about Kevin James as, uh, as Batman? If if Mike can't do it, I think that's you know I think that's fine. You know who I think I'd like to see as Batman? Oh, I don't know, just a little somebody named Amy Schumer. <laughs> Wow. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm just trying to uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea. Think about this, all the fun stuff she'd put in the utility belt. I think right it's there. funny. Like, what kind of stuff do you think? Because she's known as being kind of a dirty comedian. I, I, I haven't really thought about what. She you did know, that famous sketch with a giant glass of wine. She might have a giant glass of wine in her utility oh, belt. Right. And what else would she have? What, well, she jokes about uh, Plan B. Sure. Imagine Batman having a plan B in the utility belt. But also all of you know the batarang and the uh all of the usual Batman weapons. Yeah, yeah. But just some some funny nods to her stand up. <clears throat> Sign me up. Sign me up. Um Do you think sorry? No, no, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, do you think that she would have any, <laughs> any other things in her bat belt? Well, um... And who would be the Joker in the Amy Schumer Batman? Aziz Ansari. I already know. I've got it all figured out. Imagine Aziz as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Batman. Hey, man. Hey, Batman. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> the Joker. Does that sound like him? Hey, I'm going to ruin Gotham City. Yeah. Come on, I'm a good guy. Come on. Come on, do it. Come on. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Or imagine him as the penguin. Oh. Hey, I'm come on. Penguin. I'm the penguin. Hey. I think that we need to pitch this idea. We do. As soon as possible. We do. Um, I have a bit of, I have two pieces of advice for this person that asked a question about the advice. Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot. We're, I'm, we're so caught up in Batman here. My first piece of advice, number one, don't forget, saying you're going to shoot yourself in the head is a lot better than actually doing it. So if that's all she's doing, then that's totally fine. Yep. My second piece well of advice is number two, let her let your boss shoot herself in the head. What's the worst that's going to happen? You get that day off work. That's also true. That's why Tim is my mentor. Thank you. It's it is true if the boss, you know, blows their brains out, day off with with pay, hopefully. Well, that's there are worse things than a paycheck or time and a half. What is it if your boss? Do you get time and a half, or is it just you get paid normally? Well, I think it should be time and a half. Mm-hmm. I Double. think so too, but I just don't know what the labor laws are. You should be allowed to show up, decide if you want to work the rest of the day. If you want, you can go home, and if you want to stay, you get time and a half. Yeah, I I think that's wonderful. So why don't <sighs> we take a break and come back with the game? Sounds good to me. Welcome back to the pod mess, everybody. What a one it's been, baby, baby, baby. I've already received from our management, James, uh, a projection of the ratings for this one. And this episode is off the charts. Damn. Oh, congratulations. Tim, that's all thanks to oh, you. That's thank all thanks you. to you, thank dude. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's the name that. recognition. We get so many downloads, and it's wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Gilbert's goodies. That's what, uh, <laughs> what today is all about. It certainly is. Hmm. Um, so we're here um, in our final segment of the podcast, and if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know what that means. It's going to go viral. It's going to be big. It's going to be crazy, because it's the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. That's right, it's the game. And today's game subject, um, well, it has to do with Tim. Tim was my uh, big brother when I was young. And this show has been about mentorship in a big way. Uh, So today's game question is, if you could mentor any kid throughout history, who the hell would that be? This is a juicy topic. Absolutely. So I go first. So many good kids over the years. There has been. Can I go first? This is any kid throughout history. Please. If I could have mentored any kid throughout history, I would have mentored Rogan. Joe Who? Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, I thought you meant oh. Seth Rogan. No, no, Joe, Joe dude, Rogan. Joe Rogan. Okay. And I would have said, "Interesting." Hey, listen. I wish I could have, when he was a kid, said, "Dive into MMA, 
dive into pot, into studying psilocybin mushrooms and the effects that has on your brain and how they're positive effects, and maybe that would have helped him avoid those boring-ass seven years on news radio, and he could have gotten more into MMA and his podcast, and we would have had another 10 years of podcast episodes to listen to. So, Joe Rogan, I wish I had been there when you were young. I would have steered you away from that, you know, artsy-fartsy sitcom and gotten you more into into your, your good zone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I did not expect that. A young Joe Rogan. Absolutely. From Boston. Do you think that hmm. he has a... New England, tr- they call that. Yeah. Do you think he had hair as a kid? I think he had hair as a kid, yeah. So he wasn't a little bald boy um, his whole life? No, no, no. I think that's that's a style, Mike. It's a style I'm probably going to adopt pretty soon, actually. Well, that's that a good look. perfect for yeah. you. Um, well, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll go next. Sure, sure. Okay. All right, so if in the course of history, and this is very intimidating because there are so many great kids throughout history, if I could have mentored one boy or girl from history, I'm going to have to say it would be little Prince George, the first... Born son oh, of William and Kate. I would love to be his mentor and, you know, teach him uh, the birds and the bees, take him, you know, show him the ropes, uh, give him a good education, be there to protect him, um, travel with him, and, you know, eat meals with him. Not going to happen. Uh, I would love to, to mentor him. Not going to happen. Well, obviously it's you not going to happen. Yours, feet. Doesn't have to Yours be is not going to happen either, James. We're just imagining here. Do you What's like him? Th- no, of course I don't like him, man. Some little dumb kid is going to grow up with all this power. He I might let that power. Come on. He could that be king be one day. You, man. Oh, please, not my king. There wow. used to be uh, baby kings back in the old days. There used to also be BB King, and I don't give a damn about him either. <laughs> he just died. Oh, he did. He? Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. No, yeah. So, sorry, so I take didn't it know back. That- you know what? Folks, you owe the, the King family an apology. Please I do, do it right I'm now. I'm sorry. Folks, Please. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be flip. Tim, now it's your turn. Oh, well, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I've, you know, this is something I've thought about, obviously, for a long time, doing what I do. Because you, you must think about young boys all the time, because you're always mentoring them. And I feel like you're trying to make a joke, which I don't appreciate right now. But yes, I do think about them all the time. It's only to mentor them. Uh, and you know, i you know, because when I think about mentorship, I think about a sunset, I think about a silhouette of a tall person with a short person mm-hmm. guiding them the way, you know what I mean? And when I think about who, if I am myself and that taller person in this photo, in this image, who do I want to see as that little person? And I truly believe I have the perfect answer. Are you ready for it? Go yes. On. The one child that I would love the opportunity to mentor in my life is the one and only Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, Ooh. the little boy from Jerry Maguire. He was a right. cute Have kid. you ever seen a more perfect little boy in your entire life? I nope. used to be so jealous of that little kid. Oh, I wish I, I had his I life. I still am. I still am. I just feel like <laughs> he is the perfect embodiment of what you want in like a little sad little, you know, person. I would love to just muss up his hair right. until the end of time, basically. Well, let until... me tell you, that kid ruins kids for you because I have a son. And if you've seen Jerry Maguire before you have a son, you think, oh, I wonder if I'll have a little kid like Lip Nicky. Now, and no. you have your own kid and you go, what the hell is this? And do you, did you, like, you must resent 
Lipnicky than when you no, do I have resent your own. Pavel. Oh, okay. Take a th- th- get a well, haircut. Maybe put some put some put some glasses on him. Well, maybe you should do the that. same haircut. Bleach his hair. Because I think if you had a son that was like just adorable, like like Jonathan Lipnicky, it would be easy being a dad. You know, having just a regular kid. When Lipnicky blew up back when Jerry Maguire came out, I actually got the same haircut, and I this is embarrassing. I got the same uh, little glasses he wore, even though I was <laughs> much older. But I tried to what have were you, that twenty. Like, no, I was like 17 or something. Anyway, I, I totally went for the Lipnicki look, and uh, it, I, it's just something funny. Lipnicki to hair? Well, it's a good thing yes. you don't still have that now. Otherwise, I would have been all over you mentoring oh. the heck hands, out of you. Hands so. off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jonathan Lipnicki ever partied with Tom Cruise or Renee Zellweger on the set of... Uh, oh, I'm sure. Or Cuba Gooding Jr.? That's probably why he's not around really anymore. What happened to him? I I don't I don't know. How is would, I don't know. How would I know? Is he still with us? I think yeah, so. He's still alive. So he didn't pass he's away. Not, no, he's just not in movies anymore. He's probably like 13 now. So like <laughs> And if know, only you could keep those, those kids just that age forever. Well, you know the the old thing like the cuter the kid usually when they go through puberty they just turn into a a grotesque nightmare parody of their younger self. Is that where your son is now, James? He's going that way. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I mean, it sucks. Because Pavel does look cute when he was like a little kid. Is, yeah. is he going through, is the young fella going through yeah, puberty? I don't know. I mean, I'm worried the next few years could be rough, and it's not going to be good for my vibe if he's a weird looking 17 year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what help. am I supposed to do? And also, you'll both be competing in a way for the same age, romantic partners. Sure. Yeah. I'll put it that way. And I mean, it's fine. I'm going to win that battle, but. It sucks for him. I don't know. Do you think Lip Nicky's father resented him because women were throwing themselves at Lip Nicky? I do. Probably. It's normal for a father to resent their sons. Mm-hmm. I think there's honor in it. There is. <laughs> there is. There's honor in... Because, like, hello, in the time of the jungle, you ate your damn kid. Oh, yeah. In the, in the time of the jungle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ate your kid. To survive. Hell yeah, and you didn't well, want your kid doing like taking but, your own stuff. No, I don't think you. The, every animal ate their offspring. That wasn't like yes, the I rule. think they did. At some point, every animal has. I guarantee. Well, I guarantee that. All right. Well, we we can be thankful that Mister Lipnicky didn't eat Jonathan Lipnicky when he was born. <laughs> I am thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's my answer. Yeah, I I just answer. think you know the perfect. Mentory, I would say, uh, is cool. Jonathan Lee. That's a great choice. And great I, choice. I think we all had great choices. We did. And yeah. this this was a great episode. Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, like, it's thank so you. good to see you. Thank you, you so much. So, I'm so, so proud of you. To me and uh, God, it, it's been so good to have you. I, it means the world to me. I can't thank you both enough. Mike, it was a pleasure to meet you finally. <laughs> pleasure to meet Put you, Put a Tim. face to the name <laughs> and the voice. It's so nice to meet someone who is so important in James's life, who mm. I've only heard stories about. It's, it's nice to see you in person well thank you sir i feel the same way um oh um mike i'm out of here i'm outie as they say sorry no i live in my own house again so i'm not staying in this piece of crap but you were doing a um like a character voice oh man you just say i'm outie it's just a thing okay tim seriously i don't know um so i'm out of here tim and i are gonna go get drinks okay well where are we going Mm, it's a uh, two two night two man night mike uh, so we're going out. Good luck. Have a good night. And okay. uh, we'll talk to you next week. 
All right, you two have a good night. Bye. Thanks, Mike. I'll just, um, I will clean up the apartment. And, uh, looks like it's just me from now on, because, um, James is finally mo- uh, moving out. And, uh, that's going to be, it's just going to be me-, me here for a while. And, uh, well, that's, that's okay. Landlord and tenant